Hey, everybody. Welcome to Sex Actually. It's your boy, Dave. I'm in the car. I'm driving. This episode we, I recorded yesterday with uh, my love, Tasha Courtney, and myself. We sat down and did a little therapy couch. We talked about a few different things. Uh, you know how it goes. Sometimes I, uh, I do an intro before the episode, and sometimes I just let it fly. This one felt like I needed an intro just because we fought halfway through it. And uh, <laughs> that shit, that's just shit, shit happens. You know, like we're fighting, we, you know, we, we're both such stubborn assholes. How, you know, talk about the law of attraction. You just really find somebody who challenges yourself. But isn't that the goal? Isn't that the goal to have? It's like, uh, it's like having a coach in high school. You don't want the coach to just be like, all right, you're great. Congrats. You want the coach to drown you in a puddle of mud and really force you to work on yourself and stretch as a human. And that's what relationships do. And boy, does this one do that. We talked about a whole bunch of things. We read some, uh, re- some listener emails. Boy, I tell you what, you know, we get some smart listeners, people that really know what they're doing. And it's so important, I think, to the podcast to really know that we're talking to some people that are really searching for enlightenment, but also having fun. Like, we're having fun, bottom line, is that my goal is to make you guys laugh, be relatable, and, you know, be in your ears. I want to be a guy that, uh, you know, can joke around about life. Like, uh, we this episode we talk about a new movie theater I went to that literally drained my bank account. It was the most expensive movie I think I've ever seen. It costs more than going to literally see, like, live theater. But, uh... The things you do for love, right, folks? So we dip into that. We do some re- some listener emails. And, of course, we have about, like, a nine-minute uh, portion of the episode where it's just us fighting. So feel free. I-, I was thinking about clipping that part out because I'm like, are we doing any good here? Or are we just annoying the shit out of people? But you know what? You get the good. You get the bad. Not every episode is... Uh, is all cherries you know sometimes we got to get in there and dissect some shit so i hope you guys enjoy it and um you know just keep writing in keep sharing the love i'm getting so much feedback from you guys sex actually podcast at gmail.com enjoy this one everyone have a great week love you know hug your moms uh love your dads uh call your cousins and uh just keep spreading that joy and um you know what let's put our egos aside for once i was just driving and the guy flipped me off he literally i could see the vein pop in his forehead and i couldn't understand what he was mad about i think I think I was going a little slow in the um, express lane. But, guys, it's Los Angeles. It's bumper-to-bumper traffic. Like, what do you want me to do? I just feel bad. Like, that th- That guy's a dad. Like, he's going. He's taking that aggression home. It's like, dude, it's noon on a Tuesday. Do you have to be that upset about driving to work? Do you hate your life that much? We don't. Maybe he's listening to the Sex Actually podcast right now. He's like, you're the motherfucker in the white Toyota that was going slow. Yeah, that's right. It was me, your boy Dave. Leave a five-star review. Anyway, guys, everyone have a blast. Enjoy the episode. See you next time. Ladies and gentlemen... You've set the new record for interrupting me literally <laughs> at the first second of the podcast. As soon as I hit the record button, Tasha was like, let's just make great entertainment here. Welcome to the Sex Actually Podcast. Dave Neal and Tasha Courtney. Hello. Hello. Let's pretend like we didn't hang out all day in a hot Target. 
the target actually was a nice temperature, but everything else has just been so hot. We are in a heat wave here in Los oh. Angeles. We're talking 100, 110, 115 on the road, right? I don't know if it's 115, hot. but it's definitely over 100 in the valley, and it's probably like 98 here. Sweating in places I didn't have. I've got that drip down the oblique sweat. I'm permanently sticky. Like my Ugh. thighs are sticky. You know, parts of you that aren't <laughs> supposed to sweat are like, yeah. you can't like... No trying on jeans in this one. What's disgusting is then you get the city dust. Like homeless people. Imagine you ever hit a moth and, y- and it the dust comes off the wings. Yeah. Imagine a homeless guy like shaking out his blanket and then the city dust blows onto your wet forehead. That's what that's L.A. Welcome to Los Angeles. Uh, tourism is booming here. That's what it is. That's we are. Yeah, it is a very dirty city. And I know general. you came here to hear about the uh, weather report. So we gave it to you. Nice and strong. Uh, for those new listening, uh, Tasha is from the great state of Kentucky. I am from Rhode Island. Your boy is New England proud. Rhode Island born, and I'm Rhode Island bred. And when I die, I'll be Rhode Island dead. So go, go, Rhode Island Island. Go, go, Rhode Island Island. <laughs> go, Rhode Island. You are I. I'm a Ram, folks. That's the University of Rhode Island fight song. Still paying my Sally May loans. They renamed it, though. It's called something else. I don't know. I don't know what it's called now. I've been paying my loans off for so long. The loan company got tired of their name. <laughs> They've renamed them. That's how long I've been paying off. If anyone wants to donate to my Patreon, we don't have a Patreon. This is a free podcast, folks. Um, a lot of you have done such a great job of writing in amazing reviews. All we do is we turn on the speakers, right? We turn the mics on. Tasha lays down. Now that we built the podcast studio, we built a therapy bench. Which, uh, which really is just here to store all of our shit. One of the benches, we store the podcast gear. The other bench, we store the homemade soap we make. And um, now, apparently, Tasha has to lay down because life's too hard. I really enjoy laying down while we record the podcast. I don't know why, but it feels very therapeutic. But you'll notice that when important things come up or if I have a lot to say about a subject, I usually sit up. Great. This is a core workout. Three times an episode, <laughs> you sit up. I do a crunch. It's, I do a crunch three it's times. It's so funny. They say dogs are just like their owners. It's so funny because your dog, our dog that I've adopted so long as we stay together, I know every fight you threaten that you're going to leave with the dog. <laughs> By leave with the dog, you mean kick me out because you're not going anywhere. Yep. But when, the do- when we're not around, the dog literally sits in the same position you're in and just stares out the window. Like you're, ve- you're, you're, you're very simple people, you and your animal. <laughs> That's why we're good for each other. I wonder if he's adapted to your, like, d- does he adapt to your energy? Or do you adapt to his? Because he's kind of a lazy sort of. Are you calling me lazy? Do nothing. He likes to. Lick <laughs> I'm a lazy do nothing. He likes to lick his, where his nuts were. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can't physically lick no, the No, I think that, well, I guess it would, it would be law of attraction, wouldn't it? Like we found each other because we're so suitable. Yeah, you found that. But you found him online. Yeah. You found him through a breeder in yeah, but Ken, uh, not Kentucky. Where'd you find him? Tennessee. Tennessee. So you found a Tennessee in But not mount. a breeder. It was just a family. How sad is that? That he was the last one taken from his litter. It just it speaks so many parallels to you, uh, as I found you, just a single lady living in Los Angeles. The last one of your because your girls. I mean, did you ever feel the pressure to be in a relationship because? Your friend Jade, Cherub, they all had boyfriends for the most part, right? No, no, I don't. I, I never felt any pressure like, oh, I need to get on single really fast. For one, uh, 
well, those all of those girls you just mentioned, they their relationships have come and gone. So maybe well, they were single when I met them and Oh, Cherub's married, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, you know, it's nothing lasts forever. I had other relationships while we were friends. Relationships come and go. It doesn't dictate your friendships. Well, but it does because when Cherub, she's got a kid. She's like the yeah, only but she time. she had a kid when we met. The only time I see her is at her Brett's birthday party. And you just see a bunch of spoiled seven-year-olds being like, my turn at the piñata. I just want to crack them over their head. That's all I want to do is beat up children. You really, you hate children having a good time. You hate kids on the dance floor at a wedding. I hate hate them on the dance floor. (laughs) Give Give them a bouncy thing and give them their own dance floor. Pay a lifeguard to keep them from getting you know what i mean like this okay you like would never be okay going to like disneyland or like a family resort you would need like an adults only resort vacation i like i i mean look if some 11 year old wants to get in the adult volleyball game and he can hang sure i just hate like i hate the idea that kids have this entitlement that they belong like well, I think kids. that's sort of a new, well, what do I know? But, but my guess is that that's kind of a new thing. Like p- parenting styles change like over the generations. When you think about like when we were growing up, I would, now they would call our parents free range parenting because you and I both like sun went up. We went out with the neighborhood kids. We came back at sundown, right? Like you had, you I had room to roam. latch key. Right, that's the t- that's a New York no, City term. No, latchkey is like where your parents work late and and basically like don't take. It's not that they I don't take care of you, but it means that you take care of yourself. I love TV dinners. That's sad. Those things. I remember though once. I remember fi- you remember fish sticks. Yeah. Fucking right, fish sticks. I remember once I microwaved them and I was so pumped. You know, I was a chubby kid still working on it and. I sunk my teeth into these fish sticks. And they were frozen in the middle? Just (laughs) frozen solid fish. And when you microwave it, it doesn't get crispy. Prepare me for going down on you, though. I tell you what. Hey, folks. That's one gross. uh, That's why I bite in. That's wildly inappropriate. Yeah. Frozen frozen fish sticks. You provide the tartar sauce, though. Babe. That's gross. This is the tartar sauce episode. That's nasty. That's so vulgar. So vulgar. I can't share this episode. Nope. Why would yeah, you say well, such a vulgar thing? Make a difference like you don't share any of the episodes. I retweet you. If anyone wants Tasha's tartar sauce, you can find her on Instagram at Tasha Courtney. Uh, we're talking about our dog, Boone the Bassett. That's his Instagram at Boone the Bassett. I feel like that's a decent handle. Boone like the Bassett? Tasha's tartar sauce. <laughs> yeah. We're going <laughs> to bottle it. Can you imagine if that goes viral and we make millions? <laughs> we wake up tomorrow and someone sets up a GoFundMe because they want Tasha's tartar sauce. <laughs> <laughs> that's so disgusting. That, okay, that's the first name for the episode. Tasha's tartar sauce. No, it's too vulgar. It's too gross. I've never, I've, I'm never going to. We eat. were talking about parenting styles before you made a nasty tartar sauce joke. We should open up a adults only um, fish store. Fish and dicks, <laughs> call it. Hey, folks. All right. But the point was that nowadays, to get us back on topic, if you don't mind, I feel like the more popular parenting style is like really like over the top. They call them like helicopter parents, right? 
Because they I just like knew zoom that, in. I never knew what that meant. Till it means that they're like hovering all the time. Yeah. Oh, Johnny needs a Band-Aid or his insulin yeah. pills or the fucking. And so I feel like that's the kind of kid style kid you get up, you end up with when you're a helicopter parent is like someone who's like the center of attention all the time. But you're. you're Expects to be the center of attention on the dance floor at a wedding because they're the center of attention in their mama's heart. Here's the deal. You can't bring dogs to a wedding. You shouldn't bring kids. But how about this? How about we have an inclusive wedding? Bring your dogs. Bring your kids. The dogs watch the kids. The kids watch the dogs. They we entertain all, each other. Yeah. Put them so, in a little pin. But you, you got to, I mean, weddings, you know, what a weddings cost? 30 grand, whatever. A lot. So if you're going to spend money on a wedding, spend the extra $600, hire a couple babysitters. It'll give your uncle like someone to hit on, right? You get the creepy uncle has too many uh, Bacardi limones, and next he's thing you hanging know, he's out by the lifeguard tower. Hitting on, you know, Jeanette, the uh, black babysitter. Uh, I don't know why she had to be black or named Jeanette. You, but no, no. Do you remember? I just saw like yesterday. It was like twenty years of Sandlot that since we first. It was like on Buzzfeed or something. It was. The, do you remember you Sandlot? Throw like a no, her girl. name was like Poppy or something. The lifeguard. Yeah. Yeah. She has she has an Instagram now. Oh no way! Yeah. Really? She was like fifteen, or maybe she was probably seventeen when they shot that. It's so weird that like you look back and you idolize like these chicks. Like you, what you have to realize that chick, whoever that girl was from the Sandlot, played the lifeguard. You got to imagine at least four hundred thousand thirteen-year-old boys masturbated to that girl multiple times. And nobody knows her name because there's no porn. Uh, you have no access to Playboy at that time. Maxim's probably not a thing. All you have is Titanic, the nude scene, which it wasn't even sexy so much as artsy, but you still but had it. But hers wasn't like a sexy thing. They just, no, she kissed you, the guy, right? You, well, you've got you've got movies like Ferris Bueller. You have all these movies where you have that iconic scene. You have Transformers. We have Megan Fox leaning over. I'm telling you, I don't, they're just like collectively, there's like a thousand nuts being blown when that movie came out. Like, do not sit in the row in front of the Why team boys. Why are you it's so just, vulgar today? But you, have you ever watched a movie in your teens and been like, I need to remember this scene and finger blast myself afterwards? Because that's what every guy is thinking because you don't realize how high their sexual, their sex drive is. You don't no, get it. I get it. I do get it. It's like kids are fucking couches, right? They're just anything they can hump. Imagine a ba- a puppy, right? He's just humping the blanket. I, I have a video of my old dog humping a blanket. He's just grabbing it and hum- a little fleece blanket. Kids, uh, young teens, uh, adults, 32-year-old men, comics. We The sex drive, you know, it comes and goes. But literally, if the wind blows the wrong way, you got a boner. You got wind pants. You know, we wore wind pants, you know, at that age. <laughs> And and yeah, you'd be. Everyone would wait for Nicole to get to because Nicole would wear jean skirts. So every guy would sit on the same side of the um, of the lunch table, right? So it'd be all lopsided. There'd be no dudes on the. It'd look like a American Idol panel, right? We're all on one side of the lunch table. Why? Because she wore jean shorts. Because she wore a jean skirt like every other day, and when she got up from lunch, she spread her legs, so we got to see her panties. Yeah. Ugh. And there was nothing special about it because, you know, whatever, like she ran track and, it, you know, it this was, makes me not feel good. But that's what 14 year old boys do. We do it. Every guy who's listening, you'd have to be a psycho. There was one kid in um, in science class. I don't know if I should say his name. His like name to get a glimpse of underwear. Really? This one to kid get a glimpse of underwear. This one kid in eighth grade. His name was Dallas. That's his real name. 
I'm not going to say his last name. His name was Dallas. He, rumor went around that he w- was caught masturbating in science class. Now, rumors are rumors. You never want to spread a rumor. But whether or not he did, because I didn't see it, the teacher had to go talk to him afterwards. Apparently, he was full full masturbating behind those, you know, those black tabletops, those, like, black granite tables. And yeah. And he had Bunsen burners and shit. And he, he's just jacking off to his own beaker like that. So... That ruined him. He had to go to private schools. He was a weird kid. He had like a weird sort of unibrow. He didn't talk to anybody. These kids, eighth grade, I'm telling you, it's like, it, now, now don't get me wrong. It's, you shouldn't shame the guy for masturbating, but also you got you to gotta pick your poison when you do that. I mean, no, but that's called sexual harassment. Like if he's like looking at the girl in front of him masturbating, that's sexual harassment. There are things that yeah, need to sure. stay at home. Obviously, school is not the place. It's to probably be. worse than sexual harassment. It's probably like a, that's probably like a, I'm sure the Well, term, it's a sex crime of some sort. Yeah. But I'm sure he, I'm sure he You was, could get charged by the police. I'm sure he was more polite about it. I don't think, you know, we've seen people like. We, flashers. We've seen flashers jacking off just, just, you know, just for the joy of it and the, like walking down LA. Uh, I don't think it was more than that. But the <sighs> point is he had, he was shamed out of life. Look, what he should have done was take the bathroom pass, go for a walk, cool his jets, drain his balls, do whatever he had to do, pull the trigger, go to, you know what I mean? That's what he should have done. This but whole this took a very sad turn. Well, way to improv with me, folks. Um, how about a review? You want to hear a review? We got a new one. I guess so. Easy to binge by Rose Christine. I have to say, I listened to Sex Actually on a different podcast platform, not iTunes, but felt compelled to come here and write a review. Dave and his lovely counterpart Tasha carry a very entertaining, funny, and informative flow of conversation covering a range of topics from relationships to just relatable stories from everyday life to cranking out in the science lab. I made the last part up. (laughs) I listen to the episodes during the work day, and it really makes time pass quickly. My favorite episodes are the interviews with fellow comedians and friends. It's nice to take a break from the everyday grind and laugh with your fave Cal friends, Tasha and Dave. Hey, thanks so much, Rose. I appreciate that. Uh, Glad we're easy to binge with you. Hey, Rose, do we turn you on talking about clam chowder and... Lobster bisque and Tasha's tartar sauce. <laughs> Do we turn you on at all? Cheese sticks. Do we no, fish sticks. <laughs> fish sticks. <laughs> F- Dave's fish sticks and Tasha's tartar sauce. Do we get Do we get to you at all? No, not so much. Moving along. Um, we also had another one. Let's see. Let's see if this one uh, has any. So basically, uh, Christine uh, was that her name? Christine Rose. So Rose Christine. She doesn't even listen on iTunes, but she still went to iTunes to write us a review. That's so sweet. Thank Look, you. The iTunes review is so important. I don't care where you listen. There's a new app called Laughable. It's great. It links all the different comedians. So if you like me, you can hear uh, other podcasts I- I've been on, things like that. Um, iTunes is still the the godfather of of podcast networks to get featured on. The more people that write a positive review, the more we get featured, the more people get to hear us, the more we get to do live shows and travel. And boy, wouldn't that be nice if we made a living doing this shit? Um, We could really ramp it up, have a studio. Tasha has a couch to lay on. All that jazz, it'd be nice. So anyway, to write a review on iTunes, you just search Sex Actually on the podcast app. If you have an iPhone, you can do this right from your phone. Search sex, actually. Hit the icon. Click reviews. Click write a review. You're done. You could do this on the shitter. This afternoon at work, write us a review of this podcast. We appreciate it so much. It makes a big deal. Big difference. Thank you, Rose, so much for that. Anyway, let's see. Uh, I've I've been on this mission lately to get people to write in 
Uh, and then every every week someone writes in and they go, oh my gosh, like I feel weird. It's like I'm friends with you, but I look, don't feel weird. We're talking about Tasha's tartar sauce over <laughs> here. The least you can do is write in and tell me how many guys you blew in college. Like, let's go. It's all anonymous. So we have K Dog. I'm calling her K Dog. She wrote in. She actually wrote on our Sex Actually uh, pod, uh, Facebook page. So you can write to us on the Sex Actually Facebook page, the Dave Neal page. Who cares? Just write in whatever. We'll keep it anonymous. I'm going to try to paraphrase this. Uh, she goes, hi, Dave and Tasha. After listening to this episode where you said it was more creepy to not write in than to reach out to podcast, I finally decided to say hi. That's right. It's creepy for you lurkers to not tell us what's up. So thank you, K-Dog, for writing in. A little bit about me and my love life. I'm currently single and more than a little picky. But at the same time, when I do start to fall for someone, I tend to ignore red flags and overlook a lot. I also have never done the dumping or the leaving and have spent literally years trying to get over past loves. I'm actually still a little hung up on the most recent guy I was seeing. We were friends who had a lot of chemistry, had sex, but nothing was ever official. Long story. Things ended between us almost three years ago. So needless to say, it's hard for me to open myself up to new relationships when I get a little stuck trying to move on from past, somewhat unhealthy relationships. I also had some childhood issues with rejection and abandonment that I know have led to some of these relationship issues as an adult. Although I haven't ever been to therapy i've come to realize that experiences in my childhood have really impacted me as an adult along the emotional mental health uh, first of all we'll get into this but of course we've all got issues we've all been left at a mall we've all you know been waiting for someone to pick us up and they never showed up we've all had that we've all cranked out to fucking sandlot right k-dog right you've cranked out to sandlot um let me finish uh what she's saying here but I've been doing a lot of work on myself and I've really tried to fill myself up with self-love, appreciation, kindness, and compassion. It's not always easy or natural, but since devoting more energy and focus on self-love and healing since January of this year, I feel that I've come closer to a sense of peace and fulfillment that no relationship, romantic or otherwise, has ever really given me. I've been sliding a little lately with my self-care, but it's a goal of mine to devote at least 10 to 15 minutes a day to it. Some of what I've been doing includes EFT, emotional freedom technique. Remember that, Tasha, EFT. Attending church, meditation, prayer, reading self-help, spiritual health and fitness articles and books, trying to be more aware of how I react to stress and anxiety. Exercise and diet has also helped. I know I have a long way to go, but I also feel lucky to have come this far in my self-awareness and development. And I love that your podcast talks about personal growth along with almost everything else under the sun. So to sum up, oh boy, she's really going in. In summation... I don't have a question, but a few things to share based off some of your recent podcasts. The first is a link that talks about the mental load that a lot of women tend to take on when they are in a relationship and have a family. I don't necessarily think this is the case for all women in relationships or families, but I could definitely see this being the case for me and has been in the past. Anyway, this comic came to mind when I listened to you and Tasha talk about doing household chores. I'm guessing she is more of the household manager between the two of you, and I also definitely would fall and have fallen under that same role. It can be exhausting and overwhelming, and I think this comic helps explain why. And then she sent a link. Another thing I wanted to share is a book I read about men and women that, I, that was pretty insightful and had a lot of truth to it. At least I felt it did. It mainly discusses male behavior while taking into consideration the influences of biology, history, psychology, and sociology. It's a little dated, being published in 1999, but is an interesting and common sense take on behavior. I don't think it's a ma male bashing book by any means. Oh, boy. Whenever you say it, you don't think it's male bashing, get ready to get bashed. Um, but it, you're, what? you're David Dito, one that you like, I, I think is probably in that same realm of male bashing. 
No, it's not. I I think she she said it's not male bashing. She's probably just trying to like m- make sure you're not too sensitive, like you're gonna take it personally. All right, here let me finish. She says it helped me understand men a little more after reading it. Are you gonna read this one? I'm gonna I'm gonna sign this to Tasha. Sure, I want you to read the comic about how women take on all the emotional labor around the house. After Be, I've say, she I'll, sent it to you. I've sent it to you like 45 times. I'll read so it when you're I done you mopping the floors. I'll read it when you're done cleaning this house. It's a pigsty, Tasha not funny i'm kidding i do the floors um it's called it's a jungle out there jane by dr joy brown and it can be purchased off amazon all right look at that. it's a jungle out there jane we're gonna buy it today we're gonna buy it today all right all right we're gonna buy it today and then we'll get back to you okay dog anyway the reason i shared this is sometimes i listen to you and tasha interact in different points will pop into my head from this book mainly in regards to negotiating between men and women look k dog if there's a way for us to negotiate that's a healthier and better spiritually in relationship for us i'm all about it i am all about it um, all right, let's, uh, in summation, here we go. We're at the last paragraph. I absolutely love the podcast. Enjoy your bachelor recaps and appreciate it all. Thanks to you both for sharing yourselves with us, even though I couldn't really consider either of you quote unquote friends, mainly because we've never met or spent any time together. And I feel that a friendship needs to have some type of physical presence and shared history, at least for me. Ironically, I do feel like I know you better than I do most of my friends and family. So the oh, presence you. you have in my life is this unique one-sided relationship where one person is always the sender and the other the receiver. If you go by the traditional communication model, and I figure it, I figured I might as well reverse the roles and send a message back. Thanks again for all you do, K Dog. Well, look, it's a friendship now because you gave us. Uh, yeah, thanks for writing in the book to read. It's a jungle out there, Jane. So we're gonna read that book. And are you gonna look at that comic she sent you? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna read it. You want? Do you have anything you want to say about emotional loads or whatever? I got an emotional load. <laughs> I'm ready to unleash. <laughs> <laughs> you mean emotional labor? Yeah. Well, it's the th- it's all the stuff that I sent. We we started talking about this lately, and I said I wanted to do a podcast about it, and uh, I don't know that you ever um, looked up any of the stuff that I sent you or read any of the stuff that I sent you. I'm guessing that what she sent you, the comic is. The same little, it was by like a French illustrator. It's the same thing I sent you a long time ago before I sent you that, the big comment thread. Why do you feel the emotional load? We live in, first of all, we live in a tiny, lovely place. I do so much. Don't I? The point is, um, the biggest thing that resonates with me about emotional labor is that for a lot of women, the chore of like, organizing and keeping track of everything falls on their shoulders. Like you can't even keep track which days you have shows. Let's be honest. Oh yeah. I like last, that up night, last night you thought you had a show. You didn't have a show. You got up anyway, but that was like amazing, but, but you, the point is, is that you don't, you can barely keep your own shit together. <laughs> so I do the work of making sure that your schedule is right. And my schedule is right. And keeping track of what we need to buy at the grocery in my head. And just like the little, it's the little things that you tend to overlook. And I think this, this holds true for a lot of women that they they sort of are Stress. the people who like keep their house together keep it running because they can't because you don't I'm not going to put all men under this umbrella but Go you definitely it. fall under this umbrella that you don't look at total picture you don't see tiny details um yeah but guess what you did last week you went to Victoria's Secret and bought new panties instead of doing the laundry not instead of doing the laundry. <laughs> we normally do the laundry Here together. Here I am. We normally do the laundry on nights where you have to be at the mic that's close by there anyway. I didn't know when that mic it's was. It's so inclusive for and you to say we do laundry. What's the percentage? If we could really uh, uh, audit who's done laundry, 
I'd have to say honestly, I'd bet money that it's two to three percent close to. Hold on, I phrased that, phrased that word. It, there's a two to three percent variable at me doing it ninety to one percent of the time. Does that make any sense? Ninety to one. I do it ninety percent of the time. No, I'm gonna say maybe and you that's do generous. it sixty. Bullshit. Okay. Bullshit. Regardless, I do a lot of other stuff around the house that you don't even notice. Right. Laundry's my thing. I like doing laundry. You do laundry and you mop the floors. Those are two things that I hardly ever do that you always do. Okay. You're good? You're all right? You're looking at your phone. Yeah, I just got a message. Do you need to respond to it? No, it's not a big deal. Okay, so. Um, but the point is, and it, you would understand this if you had read any of the things that I sent you, but it's like. I, re- I, I, I dabbled. It, it ends up. It, it really adds up. It becomes a lot to bear for for women in relationships or women in families that like they have to not only manage all of their own stuff, but manage all of your stuff, manage all of the kids stuff, manage all of the household stuff. It's it's sort of how when we clean, babe, you always say, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. The point is that I shouldn't have to tell you what to do. You should be able to use your own two eyes to look around and see things that should be done instead of me having to do the emotional labor of looking around, seeing what needs to be done, delegating this to you, delegating this to them, doing this myself. It's it's about you not standing on your own two feet for a lot of parts of the relationship. Open the comic. Open the comic that she sent because I'm guessing that it's the same thing. Of course, I just want you to. I wanna. I wanna look. I wanna read it when I have time, (laughs) because I wanna. You know, I wanna make sure. Yeah, it's the guardian. How many months have you been putting off? Gender wars, household chores. Yeah, but here's just uh, just read it. I think the people on the podcast. I'm obviously not doing it justice the way I'm explaining it. I haven't read anything well, about it in a long time. You know, you grow up and a guy, and your mom says, "All right, go do this," and you go do it. Like I'm I'm in. Yeah, but the point is, you're an adult man. You don't you don't need someone else delegating to you like how to run your life when it comes to like things that your ambitions or stuff that yeah. you're really passionate about. Like nobody has to tell you, oh, this mic is here and hand you a schedule. This mic's at seven. This mic's at nine. Tomorrow you got to be here. Tomorrow you got to be there. But in our personal life, you make me do that work. You make me do that work of telling you, oh, this needs to be done. Honey, please do this. You know, it's and instead of like taking initiative or sharing like real. But to me, it's bananas because I, I hear I agree with what you're saying. But there are things that I do that far outweigh like I I rebuilt that vacuum. You had some like shitty little thing. Babe, we're not talking about one. Mop, but mopping the floor. It's like you had not mopped the floor. Like that wasn't your thing. Like there's things that I do that I'm like, I'm good at. I'm yeah, good at totally. the floors. Yeah, totally. But that's not what we're talking about one for one chores. Please read it. I'm not going to read it right now. You need it's, to read it's it. A, first of all, I can't read it right now. It keeps trying to me open the Guardian app. So I'm just not going to read it right now. You don't need it, to. It says continue to cite. Look, there's a way to do it. Hold on. Hold on. This literally couldn't be worse. Uh, like audio right now i will read it we'll do an episode on it we'll do a whole episode i'll do charts with my point in the i agree with you i want you to have i i mental load i want you to have less mental worries the thing is we could be talking about this right now if you had bothered to read the things that i sent you about it well over a month ago what do you want from me? This is audio. This we're doing this right now. I we have we're twenty seven minutes in. I gotta read this thing. They're the Guardian. It's trying to set. It's trying to get me to look at the fucking app. I can't just be. I can't be doing that right now. I will. 
ex- you've explained some of it to me. It makes perfect sense. Women have a high have like a less of a threshold for like dust on the things and cleaning the toilet bowl rims. It's just a natural thing. What we need as men, and I don't want this to sound like I'm saying enable us, but if you're better at noticing these things, we need a five minute conversation before we clean. For but half I an shouldn't hour. for the rest of my life have to always tell you. And you don't. I things know when to do. I know when to do the laundry. I know when the Swiffer pads are No, you are know out. when two things, the two chores that you do. But you, I have to tell you literally every single night to put your shoes away. I have to tell you literally oh, every single night to clean up. But it's been your a good dresser. week. It's been a good week, right? Where are you going? What are you looking at? Nothing. But what I can't. Did I lose you? No, you haven't lost me. Okay. So what else do you want to talk about? I don't know what to say. I carried this for a minute while you were on your phone, so you can carry it. I am. Okay, so we got it. We pulled it up. When a man expects his partner to ask him to do things, he's viewing her as the manager of household chores. All right, so what I need to... So I'm not asking you questions because then I'm asking you what I need to do, and that, that makes you the manager. So I need to make you not the manager of the house. I'll be the manager of the house. I'll be. I'll. I'll get up if I have to get up 15 minutes earlier every day and sat and and you know set the alarm and. Uh, but you act like you're incapable of being the manager of the house. I mean, you act like you're incapable of putting your shoes away or you're incapable of like cleaning up your. Yeah, dresser. but see, we so so I have 55 jobs that I do that I love. I love all of them. They all require a different hat, a different T-shirt, a different pair of sneakers. So I'll come inside. I'll take my jeans off. I'll take my shoes off. But I'm going to – you're rolling your eyes. I'm Like I, I have short-term storage and long-term. Putting my shoes away is like the night's over, right? But you'll notice them right away, and I'll be like, hold on a second. I'm going back out. I got to go walk the dog. Th- that's Yeah, but it doesn't matter because it's literally, it's like 0.5 seconds of extra effort for you to put them away and then get them back out of the area where you put them away to, either to take out have, the dog. Do either of us have shoes out right now? My shoes aren't out. My shoes aren't out. Hey, we w- no, they're not. I'm wearing them. I'm wearing my shoes. But the point is, like, you take your shoes off literally right next to the door. So it's the- not like it's any extra effort for you to put them where they belong I hear you. And it, it shouldn't be, oh, I might use them. It's like, well, then why do we make the bed every day? Oh, we're going to get in it later. It's like, no, because it looks nice and you need to, it's, it's just something that should be done. It doesn't matter. How are, how do you break, uh, uh, uh habits? That's what we're talking about is breaking habits. A bad habit. Yeah. I want, I want the place to be as chill as possible. Right. I want to play. I don't want to kick my shit everywhere and live in a stressful environment. I just personally, like my creative, my creative self, I can walk over a shoe and not notice it. If it's a better domicile to put my shoes away, that's what I want to do. We have these benches here. I put all my podcast stuff away. You don't see a cord out. I'm the one. What? I'm the one setting two it up. Two cords sat out for like a week and a half. Okay. But I'm the one who sets up and breaks down 235 episodes. Okay? I don't give you shit over it. I want to make it so that whatever work you do, you don't feel like you're managing me. Trust me. I didn't like living at home. I didn't like my mom telling me what to do. I don't like you telling me yeah, what to do. Yeah, but the point is that you make me do that by not managing your own stuff. You have set me up for failure, right? You're setting me up to be your nagging mother by not taking care of stuff 
by yourself, like and not taking the initiative to take care to of those you. things. I'm listening to you. You can listen to this episode. Okay, you win. Let's move forward. Let's me try my best to not do that. Trust me, I don't want you to be my mom. I don't. I don't want Tasha's tartar sauce <laughs> in my mom to be related in any way whatsoever. Okay? I don't. Okay. So I don't, I'm not saying manage me. I'm saying instead of telling me what to do, Walk me through it if no, I'm but in that's a, but that's yeah. exactly what but this what comic is talking about. I, w- I want you to take initiative by yourself. I don't. Yeah, that's the no whole shit. Point, no shit. You want me to take an initiative, but just like this comic, the guy doesn't work all day. Come home and then be like, "What? I didn't know. Like, I'm not like." I want to do the you right didn't, thing. You need to read the comic so that our listeners understand. For those who haven't read it. Should we act it out? Should we do a full episode of us acting it out? Hey, honey, why isn't the dinner? Fuck you, Dan! Like, I don't... I don't know if this is interesting to people, but... No, I think you're really losing your cool over here. I'm not. I mean, I'm hot because we turned the AC off for better sound quality. But I'm not losing my cool. First of all, it's just... I, I understand that it's hard podcast to be talking about a comic strip that I couldn't pull up we weren't ready for it. There was no show prep. It's not like you were like, hey, but, have this but, ready. But, 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 had you looked at the materials that I sent you it, well I, over a month ago, it, you would have an idea what I was talking about. It takes about. like 20 minutes to read this this uh, comic strip. I read it. I got it. Oh, the guy, he, he wants, men, here's where, here's where the thing, men fall into a chain of command. We're good at the military side of things. If I'm in charge we're like of this junior assistant, I know what to tell him to do. Delegate it to your intern. Get it back to me at the end of the day. So you're just saying that you know that I'm in charge and you're waiting for me to delegate? Men let women be in charge because women want to be in charge. No, that's not true. You don't want to be in charge. I Listen, about things that I want to be in charge of, sure, I want to be in charge. But do you think... That for a minute, I want to be the person who has to take care of literally everything at our house. Okay, so, like, I'll, so I'll, remember be I'll be in charge. I'll be in charge. No, listen to me now. Every month, I know when the first is when all the bills need to be paid, right? Right. I do that. Every t- I know what we're out of. We've been out of eggs for a week. Today, I said, oh, we need to get eggs. You said, we don't have eggs. I'm I said, no, we don't have eggs. But it's all this little stuff that adds up. I don't want to have to be the manager of our whole house by myself, the manager of myself and my own work stuff, and the manager of you. I don't want to be all of those things. I want you to manage yourself. I want me to manage myself. I want us together to manage our own house stuff. Agreed. Just so we can have a building block. Sorry, my nose. I'm not crying. I just had a loogie in my nose. Ew. I had a loogie in my That's nose. That's disgusting. It happens. Um, just so there's a building block. It's important to whoever's listening. This might sound horrible, but maybe you learn something out of it as we learn something, right? So maybe it's not the most entertaining sex story, but there's a dynamic here. And I need, I need you to realize that you can't just say, I don't want to be the manager. I hear you, but I need you to have a building block of the things I'm doing right. And then we need to enlarge what I'm doing right. So I know, like we've talked about the shoes, right? I get a tweet from Christian. He's like, oh, don't leave your sandals out, you cocksucker. Like I get it. My sandals were out. You gave me them as a gift. Now I'm being punished for a gift that I had because of flip-flops hanging out by the dresser drawer. I'm but sorry. But you know where your shoes go. So there's In no the fucking garbage at this point. I'm going to just live <laughs> with clothes on my back and that's it. I'm going to wake up, kick on some shoes, my Monday blues. Look, what am I doing right? I'm, I'm killing it with the mopping. 
I'm killing it with the dog walking. I'm killing it with the laundry. Yeah, babe. I, good I job kill. on those three things. No, nope, that no. sounded. It sounded what? Because my, I was giving you a sincere my compliment. My OxyClean to Tide ratio is like perfection. I, I know exactly how much fabric softener to put in. I am killing it with the colors. I'm killing it with the whites. I even know how to pre-wash a little bit if we need it. We didn't even get to talk about the movie theater we went to. Oh, no, we didn't. Fuck. Do we steer? Can we yeah, talk about the movie sure. theater? Let's talk about Look, the movie theater. All right. If I wasted someone's 15 minutes just then, it's going in the episode. We're keeping it in. Tasha almost quit on me. I saw her. She rolled her eyes. She looked out the window at the dying basil plant that we have. She got on her phone. I lost her. But did I get you back? I just want you to own up for your own shit instead of always getting so defensive when we talk about stuff like this. It's not me pointing a finger at you telling you you've done bad. This is a common thing for lots of women. That's why there are comic strips about it and and comment threads that last for like four full days of reading. I'm aware of that. Why do men fall into the rank? Is it because we're slobs? What is it? I don't, I don't know, but I think this is why I sent you all this stuff. I wanted you to read it. I wanted us to address it because obviously it's a big thing that resonates with lots and lots of people. Yeah. So you've got homework to do. All right. I have homework to do. I will read this and fucking get sock puppets and act out. And I want you to read the comment thread that I sent you. Oh, I got to read the comments You don't have to read the whole thing of it, but just read the article that I sent you and read all the comments. But listen, you got to give me credit. I, no one, nobody works harder than I do. Home and away. I'll give you credit for away. <laughs> no, really. Like, but that's exactly what I'm talking about is that things that you, that are a priority for you, things that you are passionate about, you make it happen every time, right? Yeah, I you make passionate. it happen that you get to your baseball games. You make it happen. You, everything you make it happen when it's stuff that you want to do or stuff that's your passion or your work or stand up or whatever. You make all that happen. I revived, but when it I revived comes to Swiffer. our household, which I think should be a priority for you because it's like it's symbolic of our love, our relationship, our future seems to always like fall to the wayside. I ask you to do one thing. You're like, I'm walking on that. You know, you just I, it should it should be as much of a yeah, you're priority right. I don't like being told what to do as it is to me. How do we how do we I don't like being told what to do. I don't. Yeah, we know. How can how can you tell me what to do? Like what like I'm not saying enable me, but how can you manage your end? You're asking me to manage when we're talking about how much it sucks to be the manager. Yeah, I know there's things that you go crazy over. Like anytime I say no when you want to go to fucking some, you know, cardio class and I'm like, "No." You just like speak other languages. I have to deal with that. So I learn how to say things in a way that's respectful of the thing of your triggers. I don't like being told what to do. And I don't like being told what to do right now. So if you say, hey, we need to do X, Y, and Z. All right, I'm going to do it after I do the thing I'm yeah, doing Yeah, but now. you got to understand that like my mom's been asking my dad to clean out the garage for like a decade. Dude, fuck so, that though. Your dad's a great guy. Yes, and she yes, runs 100%. that shit. She runs that shit. And I just feel, I'm like, look, no offense to your dad. I don't want to be the guy who like my wife complains like, oh, Dave never gets no, to this. But babe, Dave works his ass off. Yes, everyone knows that Dave works his ass off. But babe, you have a tendency to make promises that you can't keep. 
So you said one day, one morning when I was at work, you were going to paint the walls before work, right? Bullshit. I painted you three painted coats on the wall that really needed it. Okay, I did like but you didn't ever finish the rest of the walls. You said there's still a couple things that need to be touched up, blah, blah, blah. How it's been well over a month. Okay, Two look, months? We could do. I'm just saying. I'm going to throw paint on the wall right now. I'm going <laughs> to douse you in paint. But it's not. You say, I, I don't like to be told what to do. And I don't want to be told right now. It's like, well, I it it's more annoying for me to tell you and remind you in three days and remind you next week and remind you in two weeks. Like that's, you're asking me to be the manager instead of like taking initiative, taking responsibility for your own things, doing the things that need to be done, looking around like that. It's our walls. So every single day that you wake up should be a reminder. Oh, I still need to get this walls done. But uh, you don't see it that way. I And I don't want to be have to be the person that tells you every single day what needs to be done. It's a lot that you ask of me. All right. So what's the best thing? You make a list and we chip away at it because you have a lot of things you want done. And then I got to keep you happy in the meantime. So I got to go get you donuts and pastries and get you coffee and all that. But I also got to whitewash the walls. What am I fucking Tom Sawyer over here? Is that an accurate reference? I'm not sure. Look, we could go on all day and all night. I'll read the fucking thing. You read the Jungle Book, whatever it's called. <laughs> K-Dog, I want you to not sleep well tonight knowing that you started this. All right? <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Quick, quick, uh, let's uh, do it. Let's explain our f- the most expensive movie I ever went to that you fell asleep at, and um, we'll get out of here, okay? Because uh, we're already at 40 minutes. We're just going to do 30. So. Um, we, so, so I took Tasha to an exciting... We went to go see Wonder Woman. An exciting date night. Yeah. Um, Turned into the most ex- most expensive movie by four times more than I've ever spent. Well, I don't want to make you... Ch- now you're trying to make me feel guilty. I you want wanted to take me on a date to this place. I loved it. And now I, you're trying to make me feel guilty no, about how I kept much money on, you spent? Uh, no, I loved it. And I wouldn't talk money if it wasn't on the podcast. But I think it's, I think it's interesting... I think it's interesting that that they're finding out that people will spend this much money just to like be treated well at what is traditionally kind of a sloppy teen person's market, right? Movies are like everyone used to cram dick to ass in these seats and just watch a movie for 12 bucks. Now you have an option, what? The base price is 34 bucks, right? 34 bucks a ticket and then that gets you in the seat, but you show up like a rock star, right? You take we take two elevators into the into the ground, so we're in a fucking bunker. We're seeing a movie. The only forty eight people are in the movie theater, and we have we pretty much have our own recliner, like love seat recliners. Yeah, it's super comfortable, and I've definitely been to other movies where they have the same sort of like big comfortable reclining seats. Um, but this one was like the this was like the this one feels like a private club. When you walk in, like, you know, they've got the little lounge area. They've got a bar area. And they have just candy sitting out, and you just take it, and somehow they know to charge it to you after. So, like, the like you're paying a premium for all this, but you're not feeling like some zit-faced fucking Tony is serving you, you know, like, food from... Like, it's all just built into the experience. So, we get there... It's like, I felt like I was at like a Russian like underground club because we well, were literally 30 feet underground. Let's think about this. Normal movie tickets in LA, I don't know about all over, but I feel like normal movie tickets in Los Angeles are like $18, right? Around 18 bucks, sure. 18 dollars I don't know. For like a standard seat, sure. 
it's probably 2150 if you're watching something in 3D. Probably more, yeah, 24. You know, so well, let's say 18 to 24 dollars is probably the average to what's the mid- cost to go see a movie. What's the Midwest average? Is it under 10 bucks a ticket? No, 12? I'm gonna say it's like 14 probably. Didn't it used to be like six or seven yes. bucks. Yes. Fuck, I feel old. Yes, it used to be seven dollars so so to go to the movie. So we're talking six dollars, and now now let's just say so. Uh, uh, but I'm gonna say in this day and age, you don't get a movie ticket for less than 12.75. For our whole experience, parking, tickets. Everything we ate during the movie, all that, we spent um, 65 a person, which isn't horrible because what we got out of it was, so you get to the, you get into the movie, right? And, and but here, here's what I was getting at is that a regular movie, you spend, tw- let's average it, 20 bucks a person for the ticket. Sure. Okay. And then plus 10, $15 per person for popcorn well, and drinks. Let's do this. So if it was us, we would do a so giant drink. We would do person. a giant drink, a giant popcorn, and then we would probably you would at the like very last second would grab a candy. Right as I'm about to pay, like credit cards about to be handed over, and you just grab Dippin' Dots or well, something. Well, you you, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like spaz out on a pizza. Yeah, you, I get a pizza. You'll last second so order a pizza. I'll uh, literally if the pizza's there, I got that. You you always go for like the hot dog, whatever the thing you would never eat. You go for like the hot dog and load it with all the shit. So yeah, so we're talking about forty bucks and easy in um in side food. Which so if we, forty dollars a person for regular. If we just went to food beforehand, we could eat a really good dinner. But the point is, is that this place actually had good food. Oh so, yeah, they had great. So we show food. up, and there's a little button. Like basically, it's like if you're at an, in an airplane, right? But the buttons on the console. The seats are huge. They all come with pillows and, and blankets, blankets, which, by the way, I'm assuming are just covered in grease and cum. I mean, I don't know. Maybe do they replace them after each show? They must. I would think they would have to, because otherwise it would be like a sanitary hazard like um, okay this is gonna sound creepy but i my biggest fear is getting bed bugs from a movie theater yeah sure of course it's like a it's sort of an irrational fear of mine i also have a fear of airplanes but it's just like any place where there's a lot of asses and seats like bugs crawl off of people and onto seats and then they crawl onto the next person that's yeah but you know what kills most of these bed bugs is people farting so there's a lot (laughs) of farts that get absorbed (laughs) in these seats you just like uh, dust off the seats but i guess a more expensive seat has less you know it's less less butts in it are do rich people fart less no less butts in it they might eat better i'm just saying instead of like a regular movie theater where they have like you know, bed bugs five is or the six biggest show times a day. Yeah, but bed bugs is the biggest thing. Like we never hear this, but I'm sure like corporate AMC meetings, they're like, make sure there's no fucking bed bugs because even 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 like a, a, a Yelp review saying they had bed bugs is enough to like make people not want to go to that theater. Yeah, you can say the service sucks. There was shit all over the bathroom walls. Who gives a fuck? As long as there's no bed bugs. The PR is going to be yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm sure they probably get the place sprayed once a month. Probably. But it's but just, it, that's I mean, that's what I think about. So that's why I think the blankets should always be replaced. But that's, that's the New York City in you. Like in New York City, every like Times Square movie theater has bed bugs. I mean, it's just like a, you can't. You, you'll, and you'll, all airplanes too. But that's why they say you shouldn't use the blankets on the airplanes. But those come in the little pack. Anyway, if so... If it comes in plastic, you're probably safe. So we go there. We hit the button. A server, you know, like Julian immediately shows up. I'm expecting some, like, fucking chick where we have nothing but male... Why, why was that that they only had male... They only had waiters working? 
Uh, All the cocktail it's Wonder chicks. Woman. They wanted you know, to keep it. I don't know. So women empowerment. Yeah. Well, uh, so we had dudes, some white dudes serving us, which felt good. And um, the so we got the pizza. That's fifteen bucks. I was expecting a hot and ready little Caesar's. No, this was like a gourmet pizza. But it was like a gourmet pizza, like, like farmers market. It was like a four inch by twelve inch. Uh, so it wasn't quite. I wanted a full like sixteen inch round pie. This was too <laughs> nice. Of course, I'm already reclined. So the first bite I take nails my shoulder, nails my nice denim shirt that I had on. Did you so ever get that stain out? The stain came out. I oxycleaned it. I told you I'm good with my oxyclean. So so that's so that so then I gotta hit the button again and order another water so I can like <laughs> get some fucking club soda on it. So my right shirt's soaking wet, right? I got a wet shirt, my my blanket's wet, and we had a pizza. I got a soft drink. You got some sort of pickly martini thing. Pickly? You got some sort of no, like... No, it was a jalapeno pineapple martini. It and was then, delicious. And then right at the last second, we're, the movie's halfway over, and the guy's like, all right, uh, last call. You want anything else? Red velvet pudding. Throw bread it in. Bread pudding. Red velvet bread pudding. Red velvet be- bread pudding. Yeah, so we good. order that. I felt like a fucking king. I just felt that like That was what put me over the edge. And then Tasha I had like a out. sugar crash after that, and I fell asleep for a small portion in the middle of Wonder Woman. You but I saw the I saw the meat of it at the beginning, and I saw the end. Eyelids closed maybe four minutes, because you probably dipped off six times, like 20-second intervals. Like so, yeah, you weren't too bad. But then immediate. Then what I did is I reached over and hit the automatic button that puts your seat facing upright because <laughs> yeah, I was recli- I was much too comfortable in w- my reclining seat with my blanket and pillow. I'd love to know over the course of a year how many dollars were spent with people just sleeping. <laughs> like if, like if so we spent a hundred and twenty dollars, so we spent basically one dollar per minute watching this TV. movie. So I was I probably slept four minutes. You probably slept six. So 10 minutes. We spent $10 sleeping <laughs> to break it down. So 10 do- But that was the best $10 I think we've ever spent. And it was a nice peaceful sleep. But Wonder Woman was great. Yay, woman empowerment. Awesome. You think Wonder Woman has to deal with the emotional load put on her to the clean? Emotional labor. Wonder Woman's emotional labor. I don't know. I don't know. We're at 50 minutes. So look. What's the, what did we accomplish here? Well, K-Dog, thank you so much for recommending the book to read. Uh, for those listening, maybe uh, maybe if you didn't uh, write in yet, this is a chance for you to write in. So write in sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. Look, some episodes we interview a new comic. Sometimes I'm alone. Sometimes we bitch. I think we did 20 minutes of bitching. Tasha, I need to make sure when I turn this sound off, you're not going to be mad at me. I'm not mad. You're not mad? I just want you to... I don't want to have to nag you about stuff. All right, but um, you got to... Put some training wheels on me is my point. I'm not saying. But I do. Look. I do. Look. Babe, we've been dating three years. You think I haven't tried everything? Yeah. You haven't tried patience and love. <laughs> <laughs> You've just tried dictatorship. I don't need fucking Mussolini no, over here. In you the know I like sweet talk, walk on eggshells when I ask you to do anything. Bull I sugarcoat shit. that shit so much. No, no, yes, not at all. Yes, so yes. here I am offering the love that I can show, which is gifts. I'm like, what do you? T- I took you to the fucking Dodgers game, right? Then buy me one flip flop hanging out. If I take <laughs> you to the fucking $125 movie, I should let one flip flop just chill out for a night. I think we're fair. The point is, teach a guy to fish, feed him for life, show you know whatever, give him a fish, you feed him for a day, right? So you have to just you have to do a good job of coaching. It, to, to kind of like build the right habits that make us 50-50 coexist. But you also have to realize where I pick up the slack, which means two 40-pound bags of laundry that I have to drive across the street 
to, and you know what I mean? Like you have to realize yes, the babe. fucking time yes, and energy. Babe. But we, you know, neither one of us is ever going to fully realize the other person's contribution of things that we don't see because a lot goes unseen. You know that you don't notice a lot of stuff that I do around the house every single day. Sure. And the only difference here, the only difference is that if I clean for an hour, I don't hate you and resent you afterwards. If you clean for an hour. That's not true. Only when we're both home together and I kind of expect us to both be cleaning together and you're just sitting around with your thumb up your ass or like expecting me to dictate everything to you. Like if I'm working on tasks in the kitchen or the bathroom and you're in the other place where like I expect to come into that room and see everything done, not come into that room and see six things that you didn't notice. So if you guys are, are wondering, Tasha she actually meant it. I stick my thumb up my ass and don't do anything. That's where so it's important that we realize we give each other the credit that's due. <laughs> I have one thumb that goes straight up my ass and I do nothing. That's what you're saying. But I think uh, I think the podcast speaks for itself. Right, guys? Anyone on my side? Team Dave? Whatever. I'm Team Tasha. I am. I am Team You. I wouldn't air anything out if I didn't uh, want the best for both of us. And I think we're at about 93% um, agreement with things in life. I think there's 7% that have yet to be tweaked. It's a loud 7%. It's a loud 7%. It's, I think most relationships are that way. When people go, oh, this fucking asshole I'm dating is a piece of shit, this and that, it's like, how bad is it really? Is it, it, can you fix it? Can you work on the things so you can understand each other? That's what it's all about. We talk about it with relationships with your parents. Don't just run away from your shit, right? We're only on this, you know, spinning ball called earth for so many years of our lives before it's over. So can we, can we lighten the load? Can we love each other? Can we figure everything out? Tasha's just picking her nails at this point. I think I lost her completely. I'm trying to wrap it up. Do you have any advice to give to people based on this fucking vomit we've spewed at each other well i would say k dog uh was inspiring when she she said she's been doing the work for herself you know sometimes the only way you can get it done is through therapy uh and then other times it just takes a little bit of of introspection and some moments of honesty with yourself where you need some work because you certainly can't have successful relationships um if you're if you're trying to fill holes who needs therapy? Just uh, watch Maiden's Tale, right? Is that what it's called? Handmaid's Handma- Tale. Handmaid's, t- Handmaid's Tale. I watch Eat, Pray, Love. Fuck it. I'm inspired. I'm working on me. Just work on you. That's all you can do. But she's working so hard on herself. She's even talked about like giving time to herself and you know like knowing when she's slipping. It's 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 practice. Every day's practice. You gotta every day you gotta remember to work on yourself. And that's what we have to remind ourselves to do to work on ourselves sometimes the podcast helps with that sometimes we slip it comes and goes tasha's yawning what the fuck like this couldn't be more of a challenge to my psyche than to podcast with tasha just staring at me yawning being like are we done it's ten thousand degrees and you've been trying to end the podcast for the past 30 minutes you literally (laughs) shut it off when i told you to read the emotional labor content oh i stopped i'm not recording this is just us talking this is for us anyway thanks everyone for listening write us in k-dog write us back i want to know this from you k-dog you said you're single and you're you're you haven't found a guy this or that what's your deal you are you are you one night standing it are you uh are you doing the casual stuff are you uh let us know we don't know you you don't know us we're well, friends it sounds here. like they didn't get out of the friend zone in the last one that she was talking about the guy didn't get out of the friend zone both of them what does it take for a guy she said that they were never official all right, all right, so I'm talking to K-Dog, and I'm also talking to everyone else. Sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. Email us. I want to know, what are we, if you're waiting for the, if you're waiting for Mr. Right, are you, or, or Mrs. Right, men, right, men, write in. Don't be gay, write in. Be gay. Write in and be gay. Uh, or straight. I don't care. 
But what's are we are we one night standing? Are we doing casual relationships till we find the right one? Do we not care who the right one is? Is the right one right now? Is it just about working on me? Let us know. Write in. Tell us what your theory is. What's working? What's not working? And uh, we talk about we we love talking about the baggage we have from our childhood. Can anyone like actually honestly uh, write in and and talk about? what how their childhood is affecting them how they've been raised how it's affecting them now if we can find the secret to these codes and share them with each other we might be onto something big right don't you think we can learn from each other's stories absolutely it's so funny how people write in and go i don't really have much to say and then they drop gold k-dog you drop gold on us thanks so much if you want more than gold tasha's tartar sauce is available online Go find her at Tasha Courtney. I'm at D Niels with a Z. Sex Actually Pod on Instagram. Write in on Facebook Messenger. We'll keep it anonymous. Share your love. Share your stories. Thanks so much for listening to us. And we always appreciate the positive reviews and when you share us online. Anything else over there, Tartar Girl? That's all I got right now. All right. Go, go nuke some fish sticks, folks. Dip in. Bye, everyone. <laughs>